Hey yo, what up Panda Mafia fam? It's Panda Style here, your leader and founder, and I want to thank you for being on this transmission with me. This is the Panda Style Podcast. Every month we will feature a Denver artist and exclusive content from yours truly. So let's blast off. What's good, Panamafia fam? It's episode nine with Swevin. He's gonna let us know what Swevin means and his passions and inspirations, as well as some upcoming shows and more about his music. Stay tuned for this episode, and for the end, we have an exclusive set. Keep it on lock. Hey yo, what up Panda Mafia fam? It's Panda Sal here. We got another episode for the books. It is with Swevin, but we're out here in his studio, so gonna say what's up, but how you doing today, man? How you living? Oh, you know, I'm having a good day. Just uh, you know, a little little work at the day job this morning and uh yeah, a little working on music. You know, can't complain. Living the dream. Living the dream. That's lit. I love it. I love it. Well, if you want to give us a little bit of background, I've always loved to start out with that as far as, you know, if you're from Colorado, if you're not. Well, I'm originally from New York, but I grew up mostly down in Dallas, Texas. Moved around a lot when I was a kid, but like kind of just all over the Dallas area. So it's in the same area. Went to a lot of different schools. Got to meet a lot of different people. Um, been in Colorado for four years now. Been in Denver for four years. Spent a couple of years in Colorado Springs before that. But yeah, I love it here. It's great. Mountains are awesome. People are dope. Well, that's lit. That's lit. I appreciate that. And it's good to know kind of like what your background's like because it gives us a little bit of insight, like your music, your influence, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's pretty dope when people can like give us that background and your roots and where you come from. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you. What kind of attracted you to EDM, the EDM world? Why did you want to start making music? I'm really curious about that. So I've been a musician since I was four years years old I started out playing the piano and you know played instruments through my whole childhood I played clarinet I played sax learned guitar picked up drums some other percussion stuff I'm kind of an expert at nothing but like mediocre at a lot of things um, I had never really been into EDM at all until I got to college so so yeah I didn't really uh listened to EDM or anything growing up, wasn't really familiar with that at all, but I guess maybe starting around high school, um, going into the beginning of college, I listened to a lot of stuff that had electronic elements or electronic influence, and um, I was always drawn to those cool, weird sounds, you know, the unconventional sounds that don't come from real instruments, and I was always intrigued, but never really thought too much of it until I actually started going to shows, you know, so... That was kind of, kind of was just naturally drawn to it. And when I actually started going to shows, I was like, man, this is, this is a whole nother world, you know? Like this is, these people, this, uh, this culture, this community, the love, um, you know, it was just something I had never experienced before, you know? I grew up in church and I actually worked on staff at a few churches. I was a worship pastor, so I would lead the band. You know, so I was in like the music world, but yeah, going to EDM shows, it was just something totally new something i had never seen before and i just thought it was the coolest thing ever and i was like i need more of that in my life fuck yeah fuck yeah that's what's up that's what's up definitely can see how 
step by step, you're like, okay, this is cool. Let me see a little bit more about it. I'm intrigued. I'm in. A, I'm curious. I'm in the curious mode. You know what I'm saying? But then you kind of explore it more, you know? And then going from there, going to shows, you're immersed in it and you're actually like involved in it as far as like with the crowd and the DJs. And then you like start researching, you know, if, if you're like into a set, you're like, wow, I want to look into their music now. You know what I mean? Like you see someone set, see someone live and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to look them up. Now I'm going to be like following them. So I think that's pretty dope. Well, and that kind of gets us into the next question that I have. What was your first show? And I'm actually curious on both things. This is a two-part question. Um, your first show attending, but then you're also like your first show playing, like DJing. So if you want to expand on that, I'd love to hear about it. So the first EDM show that I ever attended was Middlelands Festival in Texas. Um, it's a festival that only happened one time, kind of middle of nowhere, central Texas, and it was Renaissance themed. And so at the time I had, you know, this this uh, this girl that I was dating, her brother was into raves, he's a little older, and she was like, hey, we should go to this festival. I hear this is pretty cool. And I had been kind of starting to listen to a little, you know, electronic music at that time. So I was like, yeah, why not? I'm down. You know, let's do it. So, you know, we hop in a car, drive out to the middle of nowhere. Um, I stay with a friend of a friend about 45 minutes from the venue. And it was insane. Like, y you know, I just, not, not that I condone um, doing this all the time. It took some mind enhancing substances for the first time and um you know experiencing just the the production the graphics the lighting seeing all these artists some of which i was familiar with but most of which i was not at the time you know it was just a totally new experience so i was like this is insane it sucks because that festival never happened again because <laughs> the people that lived in that area complained about the noise so they had trouble finding another venue um, you know, at the time, I didn't really understand how stacked the lineup was until years later. And I'm looking back and thinking, wow, like, that was crazy. But I didn't know any of the artists at the time. But either way, it was super cool. Um, the first show that I played, if you want to call it a show, you know, I started out, as far as DJing goes, I started out playing college bars and college parties. I uh, actually, at one point, at a, at a different point in my life, was a fraternity president. And so I would play at our frat parties. I would play at the college bars. You know, I wasn't really getting to play the kind of stuff I wanted to play. So, you know, I was just playing to the crowd and it was fun. You know, it was good. Good practice, good experience, good chance to just get out there. Um, but the real fun was happening back at home when I was getting to mix around what I really wanted to. Oh, that's lit, man. Yeah, I heard about Middlelands. I've heard about that experience. You know, I think that's pretty dope that they could have people out for a one-time thing. You know what I mean? It makes it very special then, you know, even though it wasn't going to happen again. Like, that makes it super special for the people that were there. Like, cool that you got to experience that. And then it kind of was the pinnacle point for you to like really look into other things and uh DJing specifically and I think that's dope that you know college could be an opening experience for you as well because uh, also a similar thing for me in college that's where Pandasau was born you know it's like you kind of find yourself as you grow as an individual and then you see how you want to like show up in the world and as a, an artist and to others so 
appreciate that and that experience that you had so thank you for sharing playing different venues out here in denver or if you've played in some other spots in colorado in general how's that been like and what do you what can you say about your experience at the different venues and if you have a favorite it's a good question you know, I've played quite a few little venues around town. I've played at played Larimer Lounge. I played called Vinyl. Uh, this little venue called River. Played at some Kava bars. You know, some more low key stuff. You know, every venue is different, and it's really interesting to see how differently all of them are run how different all the crowds are that show up me personally i really like these small more intimate venues i like whenever i get to actually engage with the audience you know and it, it feels like it's it's like i'm having a two-way conversation with them you know showcasing my art and actually getting to see that response on you know, on a closer, more intimate level is just really cool to me. Um, you know, I played a couple little underground, like, homie festivals kind of just out in the middle of nowhere. So you asked what my favorite was, and if I had to pick my favorite, I don't know if this counts as a venue, but, I mean, playing out in the middle of nowhere is kind of my favorite thing to do. Just the more low-key, like, you know, people come and see you, and they're like dang, who is this guy? And then they like, never heard of you, never see you again. And then you're, you're there and then you're not, you know? And I don't know, I kind of like that. I kind of like, you know, the mystery of that. And it's fun. It's fun to get away from the city. Yeah, 100, 100. Definitely could see how that's like a fun time. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just out in the wilderness and you could like, you know, just fully be you and just like, you know, there's no inhibitions. You know what I'm saying? Like people just... You just wild out like you're literally in the wild. So you just wild out. So, yeah, that's tight. And I think it's cool that you like the more intimate venues and being closer with individuals as far as like the crowd goes because you kind of vibe off each other's energy. So I totally understand that. And I think that's really dope. I think that's super lit. As far as how many years you've been doing this, you kind of went into, you know, college was when it all started for you. But uh, I'm just curious, like how long you've been doing this and uh, where you think of taking it from here. So I started DJing back in 2017. So that was when, that was the year I went to Middlelands. And after going to that, you know, I came back, started going to some other local shows. And, you know, I was going to school for engineering at the time. And I remember looking at these guys up on stage and thinking, you know, why can't I do that? I was like, you know, I've been a musician my whole life. Like, I could totally do that. So bought some decks, you know, started doing all that. Bought some production software. You know, I bought Ableton and started messing around with that. But I didn't really have a whole lot of time to actually you know, dive into that until after I got done with school. So I like to, I guess you could say I started producing quote unquote in 2017, but I didn't really start putting time in until 2019. So yeah, it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. You know, I do all kinds of stuff. I DJ weddings, DJ other types of events. You know, those are um, a good source of income. But, you know, my real passion lies with sharing my own personal art. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, where the, that's where the fun's at. So. Bet, bet. Well, definitely like to know more about how your production has kind of evolved a little bit since, you know, you talked about being a musician and then, you know, going into like production and then how have those things like influenced each other? Have they had an influence for you? 
Yeah, no, my uh, my production has definitely evolved over time. When I first started getting into all this, I was still really into heavy dubstep and just wanted to make sounds like that and stuff that I thought people would like. And, you know, it was fun. I, um, you know, I have some stuff that's old that I feel like the production quality of it is not very high. And people will tell me that's their favorite tracked by me you know but i over time have kind of just really tried hard to focus on using production as an expression of myself my my thoughts my feelings um, the things that i'm going through the things that i'm healing from and really try not to write my music based on what i think someone's gonna like but more so doing it for myself. And if people like it, then that's awesome. So it's even cooler whenever people do react well to that and can relate to stuff. Um, just means so much more, you know, because every now and then I'll sit down and write a track where, you know, I'm thinking, I'm just going to make a banger that people can dance to. And, like, that's fun, but, you know, I don't want to be like everyone else. I don't want to sound like everyone else. I want to be different, and if people like it, cool. If people don't, then that's cool, too. You know, I'm just I'm just here for, I'm here for love and here to express myself through music. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, that's what's up. And I think that's really cool. You keep it authentic to you and, like, your purpose, why you're in it, why you're doing it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's definitely something that will show. And I think that people feel that, too. You know, if, like, you're not authentic and you're just putting stuff out there and it's just, like, whatever. But if you're actually authentic, you're like, I'm doing this for myself, I'm doing this for others to like jam out and vibe with then they'll totally do it and that that's the magnetic beauty of it you put out a banger and then you make vips or something or make like your own remix or something like specific one for specific set you know what i mean so it's cool you could have different variations and stuff i think that's pretty pretty lit when you could do that um but yeah, I love that your purpose is, is a key point in it and you know keep that alive man no matter what because that's going to help you thrive as an artist i feel like also i would like to know a little bit of why you call yourself swevin and where that name came from so the word swevin is actually an old english word that no one uses anymore um, it actually means a vision or a dream it can mean that in a sleep sense like you were dreaming about something while you're sleeping or in a supernatural sense like you dream or have a vision of something so um kind of the whole project of swevin is you know it kind of just started with me just getting fed up and sad with the direction that the world is going and personally i think that us as a human society are capable of so much more and myself i envision a world that's you know is full of love and abundance where people respect each other you know that's that's we're, we're, we're moving in a different direction than we are now and i think that you know our thoughts create our realities i think that whatever you put out there is what you're going to get back and so for us to like bring this better world in we have to envision it we have to see that we got to dream it you know and so i'm all about just putting the good vibes out there and my only hope is that at some point you know me spreading these positive vibes will you know even just trickle the smallest amount into the rest of society spreading these good vibes around you know i don't 
if you listen to my music, you'll, you know, if you listen to the ones with lyrics, you'll hear positive stuff. You won't hear stuff about drugs and guns, other foul stuff, because it's just not my vibe, you know? I don't think that that's what's going to push us in the right direction, so. That's lit, and I did not know that, so... I was however many years old I am when I learned what Slevin means. <laughs> so now you learn something new, Panda Mafia fam and listeners out there. So And also why this man's out here doing his thing, which is great, which is why we vibe too. Because similar, similar thing, you know, like Panda, Panda Style's out here trying to be positive and enlighten the world and share the love and, you know, s- spread the... Spread the good vibes and the panda vibes. So, you know, like knows like, recognize like. So as far as like your biggest goals, dreams, your biggest swevens, uh, what would they be if you want to share that? Biggest goals as an artist. I mean, I've already envisioned what my Red Rock stage will look like one day when I'm headlining it. And I feel like that's kind of the ultimate dream right now. But... First and foremost, I want to really promote individuality, you know, kind of like I was saying earlier, you know, at the beginning of my producing journey, I was, you know, just trying to make stuff that I thought other people would like. And I feel like I hear a lot of good music these days, but a lot of it sounds the same, you know, and I, I feel like people put themselves in boxes. You know, I hate when people ask me, what genre do you make? Because, you know, as a producer, as an artist, as a DJ, it's really hard to come up without putting yourself into a box. Because just the way that the scene works, if you want to get booked on shows, you know, you really, like, you got to have a style most of the time. It's really hard to gain a following um, when you're kind of doing what I I am and just going all over the place. But, um, you know, I don't really care because we're going to make it happen anyway. And when we do, all this is going to do is show all these other super talented people all over the world that they can do it too. And that you shouldn't have any problem with doing what you want to do and following what you want to do. You know, why put yourself in a box? You know, I think, um, you know, personally, if you're familiar with how the music industry in general, not just talking about EDM, but if how the music industry is run, as far as how labels work, the money involved with it, the people involved with it who have lots of money. You know, it's uh, a lot of artists get taken advantage of these days. And, you know, I really, that's something that I've been very strict to myself about is not not allowing myself to go against anything that I believe in. So I've talked to a few labels that are interested in my stuff. But I have refused to lock myself into any contracts because I don't want someone profiting off of me and me losing all artistic freedoms over what I'm doing, you know? So it'd be really cool one day, you know, we're, we're taking this one step at a time, but, you know, just like a lot of these other artists have already, you've seen it happening quite a bit, these artists starting up independent labels, smaller labels, giving power back to the artists, um, that's something that I hope to help with one day as well and just, you know, be able to create an environment that allows an artist to grow, you know, give them a platform where, you know, it's big enough where you can actually help promote their stuff, help share their stuff, but there's not some guy in a suit making a bunch of money off of you and you not having any choice in what you're doing. So I hope to give some power back to the artist one day. Yes, I love that. I love that so much. And it's so beneficial that we stay true to ourselves as artists like you mentioned and if that means you do multi-genres or you're like genre fluid as I like to call it um, then you you know you're staying true to yourself and I have seen a trend 
of other artists doing that that are more popular now. So I feel like the patriarchal, you have to be one thing is not really resonant with the, you know, society and people as artists anymore. Right. Right. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say it's definitely on its way out the door. As far as, you know, you have to stay true to yourself and it's really beneficial too for artists that want to come up with other labels or independent labels, you know, just kind of make it more accessible too. I think the accessibility is very beneficial now. And I think it's really great too, because that we can be at home in a studio or like, you know, have different spaces for their thing. And you could still make bangers. You could still make amazing music. You could still be authentic to yourself. So I love that. And, you know, I heighten your goals and you know may you do that someday i think that'd be amazing so as far as an intention or mission statement do you have one are you just out here doing your thing or do you have a an actual mission statement i don't have an actual mission statement at this point you know kind of like i talked about earlier you know with with the whole Swaven thing i i really just want to remind people of our our roots you know and where we come from you know when times were simpler when people knew how to do the basic things to survive and weren't so caught up in all these artificial things that don't serve us and kind of kind of my my mission is to just just bring bring that old school love back man i'm about it i'm about it and you know it's it's good to think of those things because it's always changing as you change as an artist too right like okay mission statement being like i want everyone to share their love and me share my love as an artist and what have you but you know that could change over time and that could be part of it still at the root but then as you evolve as an artist, it could change. So I love that. That's kind of like where you're at right now, which is great. As far as like Denver, how has it helped you as an artist or has there been any setbacks or hindrance in that? You know, there's both pros and cons to the music scene here in Denver. There's a ton of stuff going on. We have Red Rocks. We have, you know, probably a dozen little clubs around town ranging from 100 person cap to multiple thousands cap and tons of stuff going on. So there's lots of opportunities to get out there and play. But at the same time, I do feel like at times there's so much going on, you know, there's not enough people to attend all these things. So it's like, it's fun. But as far as pushing forward as an artist, you know, if I want to grow and build a following, finding opportunities where I'm actually going to be able to reach a legitimate crowd has definitely proven challenging. I, um, I've done quite a bit of networking and I'm friends with some people who are doing some pretty big things in the scene. And the only thing is, you know, with, with all the different subgenres of EDM, different kinds of music, Every venue has a little bit, you know, a little bit different of a style of how they're doing things, the type of music they bring in. So I have a lot of friends that are doing big things in the house scene. So, you know, if they're going to put me on shows, I have to kind of play mostly house, which I have some house stuff. But again, back to, you know, I don't want to compromise. I want to play what I want to play. So I kind of stopped taking those shows because, you know, even though those were some of the biggest shows I had played, I wasn't really staying true to myself and I didn't really get to do what I wanted to do, you know? So it's just taken some time for me to 
kind of explore the different circles that do exist within within the scene here because there is a lot going on and I feel like it really just takes time to meet people and see what all's going on and kind of find where you fit in, which I feel like I'm finally getting there and I'm super stoked about that. Well, great, great, good. It's good to find your peeps and good to attract and magnetize to those. And like you make a great point that there are different facets of Denver specific to certain genres, specific to certain clubs, you know, specific to certain fan bases, even, you know, loyalties and what have you. Uh, I would say that's great that you're staying true and authentic to yourself. And, you know, like even experimenting is okay. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, like if you're like, hey, I don't actually play house but i'm gonna do a few shows and like check it out see what the crowd's about you know play around with that like that's okay experimentation is awesome in artistry in general but the music scene specifically also so um i think that another point that you touched on which is good is like the networking so if you're an artist you have to fucking network to really just be open to that personable person a lot of DJs, I would say more so producers, and you know, we can have a hot topic debate about this, but are introverted, you know, we're behind the decks, we're like, you know, in our own little space. Granted, you're like vibing off the crowd and like, you know, that's something that's like more extroverted, right? But I think you kind of have to put yourself out there, you know, and when you're up and coming and like getting started, especially, you have to like talk to promoters, talk to venues. If you don't have your own management team, you're doing that all yourself. So it's like, it's a whole circus. <laughs> it's a whole thing going on. And you really have to, you really have to do it. So if anybody's out there listening and they want to know more about the back end of it or like, you know, behind the scenes, that's a big part of it is networking. I would say percentage wise, it probably more than half of if you want to get booked for shows, networking is going to be a big part of it, at least a good chunk, a good chunk. But speaking of shows, I think it'd be awesome to know if you have some shows coming up and where we can find out more on where those are and when they are. So next show that I have booked is going to be October 15th at Club Lexi. And uh, looking forward to that one. It'll be my first time playing at that spot. So should be pretty cool. Excited. I'll probably play a lot of um, original stuff. So that'll be fun. Halloween weekend, October 28th. It's a Saturday. Me and a couple friends of mine go by Jazz and Thunder Thief are in the works of planning a show. So we've been talking to different venues and are still working out some of the kinks with that. So I don't want to give too many details on that right now, but there will be something happening October 28th um, somewhere. And if you follow my social media, I will definitely be posting all about that. And uh, would love to see any of you guys there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Club Lexi, everybody over there. They're dope. They're dope spot. New spot, too. So I, I've noticed that they've really been popping off. So that'll be dope. I'm going to have to mark my calendar for that one. Uh, make sure everybody else comes out, too, for show. You got to see this man perform live. Seen him a couple times. I could at least remember the one time at River. Hey, I'm not saying I was inebriated or anything. I just go to a lot of shows um so that's lit make sure you check them out october 15th club lexi and then late october on the 28th more details to come on that as far as shows that i got coming up i'm just gonna plug them as well just so people know that i got one coming here on october 1st which is also gonna be at club lexi uh tight 
going to be Spicy Boys Night. And so I'm going back to back with Kitty, but she goes by Hello. So if you know, you know. But that's going to be lit. So definitely come through for that. More details to come on that. Check it. So as far as where fans can find you and your music, what platforms do you use? Are you on everything? Yeah, so I am on everything. Um, I have a few tracks on Spotify, Apple Music, everything. I have more on SoundCloud that I can't release on everything. If you follow my Instagram at TheRealSweven, um, I have a link in my bio that has links to all of that stuff. And I keep my social media followers updated regularly as to new things coming out and do plan on releasing a ton of new music really soon so definitely follow me on there uh, big bet big bet and do you have any new releases coming out or anything coming out soon you said so i have two tracks planned to be coming out within this next month um but i'm sitting on a lot of unreleased music right now that uh i had kind of just been trying to figure out you know this last couple of years has really just been experimenting with different sounds and kind of trying to find the direction i wanted to go and now that i found that and am confident in my production abilities that stuff is going to be coming out. So, yeah, just keep an eye out. Woo! Yeah, we'll be keeping an eye out for those releases. Yeah, big bet, big bet. I feel you on that, though. I've been doing a lot of sound design and, like, really crafting what my, my sound I want to be like. So I'm not trying to put that pressure on, like, oh, I got to release shit. Whatever. You know, you just work on it. Work on yourself. Work on your music. Like, that's that's the best thing you could do, you know. So good for you for doing that, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Definitely, though, with these last few moments, would like to know if there's anything you'd love to share with the world, this platform that I have for you, the safe space to express yourself. Um, you know, just anything that you're really passionate about. I'm all about self-growth. I really enjoy getting to know myself. You know, growing up, I um, had a pretty you could say unstable childhood and I didn't really understand a lot of the things that I was going through at the time but looking back um, and trying to break down how all these things that I went through affect who I am now and trying to really dive into that has been really cool so I'm actually doing an online doctorate program in metaphysical counseling which is like psychology with a spiritual base I don't plan on practicing that as a counselor as a doctor but it's more just to learn about myself and help a couple friends along the way i think that all of us suffer traumas um, when we're younger when we're older it's constant and healing from all that stuff is a constant journey that is never ending so um, the sooner you learn how to at least start with that you know the better the better off you're gonna be so all about learning about myself and helping anyone that i can um, if the moment arises, I am passionate about snowboarding. I am also a computer geek. I love to code. I'm a programmer. Um, I do some web development stuff. I've done some software development. I, yeah, I kind of just do all kinds of stuff. But I mean, all in all, I just love people. I love doing things. I like staying busy. Got to be doing something. I love camping. I love the outdoors. I love the nature. I love connecting with the earth. Yeah, if you guys you guys don't do any hiking or camping, man, go outside. Go hug a tree. Go feel the wind. Feel the breeze. Watch the pretty leaves. It's fall time, and these colors out here in Colorado about to be insane. So thanks for having me on here, by the way. Dude, yes, yes. I love that. I love all that that you said, all of it, because it's really going deeper into that experience of what you've been through 
you know, doing it as an artist is one thing, right? But actually like understanding and, you know, where the roots come from and like how to break those cycles as well as like grow as an individual is really um, inspiring, but it's really like outstanding and admirable. So I applaud you for that. And, uh, you know, you doing that just yourself trickles out to the rest of us as a collective. We're all connected. So if we all do our own individual work, our personal journey and what have you, but Yeah, it levels things out. And also, it's beneficial for your ancestors, people have come before you and people coming after. So it's really taking that initiative that's that's powerful. So taking your power back, you know, like, yeah, do it. (laughs) I love that. And, uh, you know, it's great that you have multiple passions and that you're multifaceted, you know, and uh, I think just keep doing your thing, man, and you'll see the the benefits and the outcome from that. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Also, be sure you stay tuned because he's going to have a set after this interview. Make sure you follow him on all social medias. Come to his next shows and spread the love and make sure that you have your own swevin in life, okay? Because if you don't, you're just a big meat sack of nothing. No, I'm just kidding. But nah, nah, I'm playing, I'm playing. But appreciate you guys, Panda Mafia fam and the listeners out there. Thank you again for listening. Much love. Yo, I want to thank Swevin for being my guest this time. Thank you so much, man. I see you doing big things out here. Big things, y'all. And make sure you keep it on lock to listen to his exclusive original set right now. Also, make sure you check the next episode. Much love. Yo guys, what up? Swevin here. Just uh, wanted to thank you guys for making it this far in the podcast. Because you guys did, I'm just going to share some unreleased original stuff with you guys. And I hope you enjoy it.